0: It's about getting back to Henry. I don't care what I have to face. You're not gonna argue with me?
1: Would it do any good?
0: No. Welcome to Story Broke!
1: Miserably Ever After!
0: I'm the cat that broke into school
1: and got elected valedictorian! Mads! <laughs> And I am the mom who took her child to see Santa during a pandemic.
0: <laughs> I realized as I was saying that, that uh, the valedictorian is not elected. But in the case of this one school, there was, uh, that was the case.
1: And and in my defense, Santa went to the library. And the library had Santa in a secluded room, only allowing one family in at a time. And I went towards the end of Santa's time there. so. We were not exposed to anyone but Santa.
0: Done. And everyone's Santa. you know, And everyone Santa had yourself, seen before. Yes. When you expose yourself to Santa, you're exposing yourself to everyone that Santa has ever santa with.
1: Yeah. Well, at least he was wearing gloves.
0: <laughs> ho, ho, ho.
1: My child's, my child's hands went straight into Santa's beard. And Santa was like, no. Otherwise, he was unimpressed. He was, he was like, daddy's beard is softer.
0: Well I'm I'm uh wanting to not think about covid cuz I picked smoking back up and have quit it during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I've not had nicotine in 4 weeks now. Congratulations. I hate it. I hate yeah. everyone. I yes. hate everything except for me. Now you're okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, this episode was okay. I remember this episode being stronger than it was. And there's a lot of really (laughs) good stuff in it. Yeah. But the second they get up the beanstalk, I don't know why, but I get so bored. Fair. I get so bored, Um, which it shouldn't be boring, but that's just me.
1: It's a lot of banter. There's a lot of banter and backstory happening during that. I care so much
0: more for the backstory than this banter between between Emma and... uh, uh hook i'm just like just bang already and i know you won't It's the banter that sailed a
1: thousand ships
0: yeah yep
1: i have a joke about that i have a joke about that do you want it now or do you want it when it comes into the episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) give it now let's let's start this off with a Uh, with a
1: man so so just just for the record uh this whole ship of emma and hook hook is the captain of that ship okay No, see, it makes more sense in the episode. It's because at one point she like jumps into him to save him, and he's like, "Oh, it's about time." See, he's Uh the captain. Uh See, Uh you ruined it for me. You ruined my Uh only joke. That's the only joke I wrote for this episode. So this has been story broke. (laughs)
0: Miserably ever after. (laughs) Um, I have several jokes written down, uh, but I cannot read them because this is what my handwriting looks like.
1: Oh, that's a that's great for a podcast. Great visual for this audio format.
0: Yes, I hope you all enjoy this visual. I will post the visual. Look at me elaine kibito i am taking a photograph
1: is that my name now
0: i need you to add the foley (laughs) so that we can create a we can create a soundscape for our audience so uh i'm gonna pick up my phone and take a picture of these notes that i took there we go we're (laughs) we're so professional here okay let's do this because we are recording two hours later than we planned
1: well here's the basic plot Once upon a time, a young Emma Swan stole a little yellow bug from its parking spot in Portland, Oregon. In the process, she also picked up a man named Neil Cassidy, who was hiding in the back seat, as he had also intended to steal the yellow bug parked in its parking spot in Portland, Oregon. The two became a small-time nightmare for people who owned things. After stealing each other's hearts, they made a pact to settle down in Tallahassee and leave their life of petty crime behind them. Unfortunately, right before they could embark on their happily ever after, Neil spotted his own face on a wanted poster for a much larger theft of several thousand dollars worth of watches that he took in a job he did before he met Emma. Since his face was now out there, he couldn't safely retrieve them from the bus station locker where he'd stored them. Emma offered to get them, but Neil insisted he didn't want to see her end up in jail, so he'd just abandon them and run off to Canada. Persistent as ever, Emma told him she loved him and agreed to get the watches from the locker for them. She successfully retrieved the watches without arousing any suspicion from the police. Thrilled, Neil gave her one to wear and then left to go sell them off. They made a plan to meet up that night afterward and run off to Tallahassee together. Unfortunately, Neil was intercepted on his way to meet his watch guy by August Booth. August told Neil that he was Emma's guardian and Emma needed to be left to take the fall and that he could never see her again because her destiny was too big for her to be swept away to Tallahassee with Neil. Neil was not convinced, so August revealed some mysterious item in a box on the back of his motorcycle, which was all the proof Neil needed to reluctantly agree to abandon Emma. With the stolen watch on her arm, Emma was apprehended by a police officer at their meeting place. She was sent to a minimum security prison in Phoenix. Neil went to Canada. A few months later, August met up with Neil to update him on Emma's situation. Neil asked August to please give her a stack of money and the keys to the yellow bug, which he legitimized by changing its VIN number. In jail, Emma received an envelope with the keys to the yellow bug, just in time to celebrate her newly discovered teen pregnancy. Whoop! Whoop!
0: Meanwhile, in the enchanted forest of the present day, Emma and Hook nominate themselves to climb the beanstalk to retrieve the golden compass from the giant. Using Mulan's sleeping dust, they easily knock out the lone giant and rifle through his belongings, exchanging lots of witty banter. Lots of witty banter. So much witty banter. (laughs) And also this world's history of the war with the giants. They had not yet found the compass when the giant woke up, and through their scuffle, Emma managed to trap the giant with his own tripwire. While threatening him with Jack the Giant Killer's poisoned sword, she learns that there may be another side to the giant war's story. She gets the compass from him and spares his life. For that, the giant sees her as more trustworthy than other humans, who had killed all of the other giants, and helps her leave his castle, and also agrees to hold Hook there for ten hours to give her a head start and get back to her friends without him.
1: Meanwhile, meanwhile, on the ground, Snow White convinces Aurora to try to sleep. Unfortunately, Aurora's plagued with dreams of a red, fiery room with someone else there, the figure of a male, looking at her. Snow White, having also been under a sleeping curse, comforts her, saying she had the same dreams and they will eventually pass.
0: Meanwhile, 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 in Storybrook, Charming is woken in the middle of the night by Henry, who is plagued by dreams of a red fiery room with someone else there, the figure of a woman looking at him. Charming does for him as he did for Snow White before and lights a candle for him as comfort and assures Henry that the dreams will eventually pass as they did for Snow White. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. The witty banter thing kind of got under my skin, which is saying something because <laughs> you I, love have, witty banter. Yeah, I have, uh, I have watched a lot of, um, a lot of Joss Whedon properties over the years. Yeah. And so I was, um, surprised by how much it annoyed me. Well,
1: witty banter and women's feet.
0: Oh, he really does have a foot thing, didn't he? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> He loves to see, he, he's like um, Quentin Tarantino. He loves to see feet in bad situations. And I'm just like,
1: buddy. I don't like buddy.
0: it. Buddy, don't like it. Don't I like it. it.
1: Don't like it. The last thing I want to see is a woman's barefoot stepping entirely too close to broken glass. Ugh. Anyone's, like, anyone's barefoot.
0: Or shattered bones and blood. He likes that one too.
1: Mm. Having, having walked on like shell gravel as a child, no thanks.
0: So- I like um, that. I will say that, despite the meanwhile, 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 this episode does keep things very tight. Oh yeah, we stick to two stories essentially: one in the past, one in the present, with the mm-hmm. with the um, supporting tertiary plot of what's happening at the foot of the beanstalk, not very having short. to take up much time. It, yeah, yeah, it's it takes up exactly the amount of time it needs to take up, to-
1: and we literally only go to storybrook exactly once at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. And that ties more into the plot of what's happening at the base of the uh, Beanstalk than anything else. It supports that. It feels like it's part of that same scene. It's it's good. It's good. good.
1: I enjoyed that our Once Upon a Time in this case was uh, in like... America.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that really I did enjoy about this episode structurally. You know, we've done so many. We're in our world and we see something that happened in the fantasy world in someone's past. So now we're in the fantasy world. We have to see something that happened in our world's past, it which is was really cool.
1: A modern day tragic fairy tale.
0: Yes. Which is uh, like... Yeah. And I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing um, young Emma, though... <laughs> I don't feel like this clearly adult woman. I don't feel this clearly adult woman really reads at
1: 17. Here's what I figure. Here's what I figure. They wanted us to recognize Neil as the guy from the beginning of the season. So they couldn't have cast a younger girl and still use the same actor because he already looks 40 and skeevy as hell. Look, I love this guy. I love him. He's... He's charming. He, I I enjoy the actor, but yes. he looks he looks skeevy as hell in this <laughs> this
0: episode. Yeah, this show has <laughs> redeemed him from True Blood for me steadily. Yes. I do I love enjoy Neil. Neil. Uh,
1: uh, but he's but skeevy as hell. He really is. <laughs> like, it thank goodness has... he, he cleans up nice, <laughs> as we saw.
0: Yes, he just has the vibe of like. don't want to leave this man alone in my house because he's gonna root through the cabinets
1: he has the vibe of yeah i'm gonna steal this yellow bug but first i'm gonna sleep in it
0: yeah yeah well i i understood that he had already stolen it before (laughs) and just like driven it further down the road
1: yeah i was i was i was summarizing from memory today to try to keep it short
0: i i also want to point out just like in my notes, I, I noted, uh, before we even get into the, the what happened in the past, how convenient, how freaking convenient um, the counterspell bracelets are for the plot. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I know that there are a lot of plot contrivances to put two people and only two people together. But this was like... A big one for me. I was like, "Okay, you're stretching the bounds." It actually took me watching this episode four times to like pay enough attention to why we needed the bracelets.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, the
0: beanstalk is spelled. Okay, yeah.
1: cool. I have a question. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you tried to climb a vertical ladder? A completely mm-hmm. vertical ladder.
0: Oh God. Um, 2008.
1: Okay. Was it easy?
0: It wasn't so bad.
1: Could you have done it for multiple miles? No. Without getting winded. No. That's my problem with this episode. (laughs) I can barely climb a completely vertical ladder without giving up halfway through and giving up on the complete ropes course and just never doing one again.
0: Yeah, if you'll remember when you and I met, I was working in that theater. Yes. And so I had to climb all the way up into yes. that sky. Which so you've was, done it. Yeah, yeah. But, I would say uh, this is about four stories high.
1: But if you're not doing it on a regular basis, climbing a vertical ladder can be kind of difficult because gravity oh. is pulling you in a way that you are not used to.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, uh, not to not cook, but I-, I gotta say that <sighs> climbing that one-handed... <laughs>
1: Yeah, how is that thing attached to his arm so securely? Yeah, because it's smooth at the
0: base and he just like, and it clicks in. And I'm just like, your real life hand is holding
1: it. But what is it like? Okay, let's let's say, let's say, let's take it out there. He actually doesn't have a hand. How far up is that thing, that base for the hook secured on his arm so that he can put all of his weight on it and it not slip off? Yeah. It's a fantasy show, guys. It's a fantasy show. (laughs) Come on, Elaine, calm down.
0: I, I don't know. I also did enjoy Emma playing uh, Half-Life, the improv game we used to play. <laughs> I could not remember the name of this game. So I actually messaged <laughs> the first half of the shout out that we do at our shows <laughs> to the full group of our improv people. I just like posted in all caps, what's the name of the game? <laughs>
1: and someone came back Half-Life. <laughs> oh, thank God someone
0: else remembers it. Because I always say the first part, never the second part. <laughs>
1: I, I but put yeah. The, we, yeah, She's playing Half Life. She's playing of- Half
0: Life because it's like a, essentially that game. We have to like in front of an audience, oh, yeah. boil down a, a well-known story down to its like bare parts. Yeah, and so she does that really quickly, and I'm like, look at Emma playing rudimentary improv games. <laughs> good for her.
1: I uh, I noted that they sure did love playing Emma as an idiot know-it-all repeatedly um, for this main arc. Like, because for several episodes now, we've had Emma pre- acting like she knows what's going on, and immediately being shown she doesn't know what's going on, and mm-hmm. still pushing the same button of "I know what's going on." Yeah, <sighs> that made me tired.
0: <laughs> I did appreciate um, this episode closed a plot hole for me, but it's gonna—it's not going to come till the very end. Um, but she and Neil have a hell of a meet cute. <laughs> yeah, that's a good meet. That's a good like start to a romance,
1: ladies. Like, this is why you always check the back seat of a car you're about to steal.
0: Yeah, always check the back seat of a car you're about to steal. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's super cute. Like when the police car leave, when the police leave, and she's like, "You stole this car too." Like she's so <laughs> clever. Um, and you know we have to give us a pass i guess to misogyny for good
1: yeah well yeah yeah using using misogyny because he knew the cop would understand the misogyny because Mm -hmm. what is that what are they saying what message are they saying about cops uh abc disney show (laughs) uh (sighs) yeah yeah that very that Yeah. Sorry,
0: I got distracted looking at my notes. I just love the line, I stole a stolen car. I
1: wrote that down too. Yes. I stole a stolen car. <laughs> She's so impressed
0: with herself.
1: <laughs> I stole a stolen car. Like yes. Good
0: for me. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> she did it. She uh she st- and then she stole a heart. Aww. Oh yeah. Oh. Yes. And it,
0: it's cute. Like, the, we're going to go back and forth a bit. But, I mean, the very next time we see them, the, the two of them are in love and Bonnie mm-hmm. and colliding across the country. I
1: will say, as an actress, I do love playing a 30-year-old and an 18-year-old in the same week.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, Nothing's better for my uh, my self-esteem and wrinkles than <laughs> playing both.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, I also... Uh, sorry, I have an, uh So, like, we... This scene where they decide to go to the beanstalk doesn't happen until after we've had our meet with Neil. This is why Elaine keeps us on track because I will like bounce <laughs> all over the fucking place. Um, this is why Elaine keeps us on track because I will bounce all over the place. Yes. Um,
1: but I've realized that if I lead all the time, then I talk too much. This is true. It is true.
0: In her head. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't think Elaine can ever talk too much except while we're watching a movie that she hasn't seen because i'm like no we gotta watch it and she's like i've already figured out the plot but i still watch
1: it because i could be wrong <laughs> but when have i been wrong
0: that's the problem okay <laughs> um i had to write ah ha ha he said TikTok when hook said
1: uh, <laughs> like,
0: we got it we got to do that yes. so i don't understand this at this point, I don't understand the hostility we all have for Hook because nothing about him has said villain we'll except have, that he's Captain He's Hook.
1: working with Korra, so he trusts Korra, so that makes him untrustworthy. Also, he looks skeevy as hell.
0: I don't see him as skeevy. I see him it, as scruffy and hot.
1: It, it, um, he was a little skeevy at the beginning. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just they uh, they spritzed his sweat on a little differently that day. And I was like, <laughs> Um, I don't know.
0: It's uh, it's also like the way he presents himself as like, yeah, I'm just following t- Cora because she's going to get me to what I want.
1: Yeah, and this and is that, what I want, and they don't trust him for that. That's and a good me, reason not to trust him.
0: To me, I'm like, you know what? I don't trust you. Trust you, <laughs> but that is a completely understandable reason.
1: Yeah. So I, I enjoyed Survival. the. Li- I enjoyed the the line back and forth where they're trying to climb the beanstalk is it is there anything in that bag that's gonna help me with a giant and snow white's going through the bag and she goes a hook and hook goes hey (laughs) i don't know i enjoyed it or hook no she was holding his hook they hadn't given it back to him yet
0: oh i i heard the line as is there anything that will help me with the giant or hook
1: see i it could go either way but it's funny both ways i don't know yes hey uh, is the poppy powder an Oz reference? I'm going to ask that every time an Oz reference comes up.
0: I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Because
1: Mulan has a sack of poppy powder that they're going to use to knock the giant out with, hopefully. Um,
0: and they reference her making this like a couple of times over this season where it's like, oh yeah, Mulan's sleeping powder. And I'm like, was Mulan famous for her sleeping powder in some iteration of this story? Because it sure as hell wasn't in the movie Mulan.
1: I haven't watched the live-action one yet, so... Uh,
0: I haven't seen the live-action one either, but this there was predates all, there was, the live-action. There was a
1: bit of controversy around it, so I haven't watched it.
0: <laughs> I haven't watched the live-action one because I watched uh, the Beauty and the Beast one, and I oh. hated what they did to my favorite Disney movie so much that I have not watched any of the rest.
1: Well, they made that one a musical. They made basically made that one as a scene-by-scene copy of the the animated one, right? Yeah. They did not do that with Mulan.
0: Well... It was a scene-by-scene scene copy, but also they added some extra stuff to make Belle even more special. She's like an inventor now, and she's known for her cool gadgets.
1: That doesn't sound like Belle.
0: Hashtag STEM.
1: <laughs> I do like Emma Watson, though, so I'll give her a I guy. do like Emma Watson,
0: and I do like anything that encourages women to go into STEM, yeah. but it's a little bit like, okay, this is a choice you're making.
1: Well, if we're going by things that encourage women to do this, this show encourages women to go into local government.
0: Damn, it sure <laughs> does. Uh,
1: so, yeah. They, uh,
0: Speaking of women in local government, hey, we're in the national news.
1: <laughs> again?
0: Uh, oh, judge, that's
1: right. <laughs> we have a racist judge. We have go, a racist judge. Go. I'm going to have to because it went, it's
0: way too easy to figure out where we are, basically. It on went that.
1: national again? We keep we used to. There was a while back, like several years ago, we were in the news for all these like good things. Like we have this big music festival that's so great, and then we were like the happiest city in the south for a while, and that happened. And it's like that's it. You've peaked.
0: Yeah, because
1: since then, like
0: our our little city has gone into the national news multiple times, but it's always been for like terrible terrible things or murder or a, a god-awful politician or virulent racism or homophobia and it's like
1: we're all together damn, at the same time
0: all of them like 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 you just mash them up into a yeah. Shit sandwich
1: yeah don't forget to beat that
0: <laughs> uh, seems like a great city to raise several cats in
1: yeah why did we buy property here why did we <laughs> buy- <laughs>
0: Okay, um, so my next note is mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is about the scene where Emma and Neil are breaking into, not breaking in, they're, they're at the uh, convenience store and they're doing their whole thing where he distracts the owner while Emma robs the store.
1: And she's, she's uh, acting pregnant?
0: Yes, she's acting pregnant. We don't, she don't know she's to, not pregnant. Yeah, yeah, we don't know she's not pregnant. Yeah. Um, but we do see that she's stealing and then she goes into labor. <laughs> um, and my thought was she is not that pregnant.
1: Look, look, I have seen some pregnant women who look at nine months looked as pregnant as I did at two.
0: <laughs> I'm just like that how she I, can't be that pregnant.
1: Little little thing I noticed, whenever he's up at the counter, there's a bunch of named keychains next to him. The first name I saw was Henry. Ah. That's a good little detail. Yeah, the first keychain name I saw was Henry, capital letters, right at the top. And That's the keychain the keychain that he steals for her is a little silver swan.
0: Yes, um, which made me giggle a little bit because we've seen that keychain on her keys mm. in the background of a lot of episodes, which was nice. Yeah. But it's, it's like the first time. Uh, it's the first thing that. Later became a joke for me watching this show, which is that anything that Emma touches eventually gets a background story.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it, it gets its own backstory. because yeah. like there's an episode later on where we get a backstory on Emma's coat. We just got backstory on Emma's bug. Now we're yes. getting backstory on Emma's keychain. Every
1: time, <laughs> so, every time someone gifts her a set of keys, there's a swan on it. Because when she first checked into Granny's hotel, the room key she was given had a swan on it.
0: But we never did a swan princess thing. Was that Fox Studios?
1: Well, I mean, it's it doesn't matter who did it. It was still a fairy tale. And they went off of lots of property that wasn't their own. That's so, true. I want to point out for a, for a couple escaping an actual robbery that had just been committed that latently, they sure did hang out in the car and not drive for a while. Yeah. Teenagers. I also enjoyed where he's a whenever they do get to the, what they're doing with the motel, the way that they're getting showers and stuff is they're waiting for someone to leave. And then before housekeeping comes to clean up, they're staying in the rooms. Uh, and so that's whenever Neil says, uh, we should leave our life of crime and go somewhere. And she goes like, where Neverland? That's not a spoiler. That's foreshadowing.
0: That is foreshadowing. That's it's good foreshadowing.
1: And not no spoilers. It's foreshadowing. Um,
0: I did go back and watch his face for that line. Uh
1: huh.
0: And I saw there's a tick. Nice. Yep.
1: What I really want.
0: Back in. We we go back to the never. But wait.
1: But wait. I have to say Mm. the cheesy line of the episode that's all melty. He's like, Mm. but what I really want is you. Uh.
0: Yeah. I hate love and happiness.
1: You hate it. <laughs> no, it was
0: cute. It was legitimately yeah. cute. Yeah.
1: Okay. So back back where we were. I will say that the beanstalk. Uh, I got full on Walt Disney World flashbacks for the beanstalk. Yes. As they're climbing, the detail of it was very nice, and I enjoyed that. You could tell <laughs> it's cloth. You can tell it's cloth. You can tell it's cloth, but from a distance, heck yeah, that's a beanstalk. It looks like it was I, made by Disney.
0: I was gonna say I really liked the beanstalk prop. Um, I like how it was done practically. Mm -hmm. because there is some CGI that's done later in this episode that looks really bad and I'm, we're getting to it so I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna, ah, I'm just gonna say it It looks really bad and I'm like, okay, to make a stone head, that is foam and a couple layers of spray paint, that is not a difficult prop to make (laughs) and make it look good on camera I can do that with a budget of nothing like, you can do it, 20 come bucks. Come on, come on. I'm Looks, so mad. Yeah. I was so mad about how bad that CGI head looked with Emma's like hands going around it. Yeah. Because it's, it's in close up and your actor has to interact with it so much. Why not do that pr- with practical effects? Just make it's one part of it. So inexplicable to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anywho, uh, what I wanted to say was that... Um, we do get a nice scene of Snow White and Sleeping Beauty yes. at the, the, the base of the Beanstalk. And it's actually one of my favorite scenes with Snow White, I think this season, because it's where you get to see her being motherly mm-hmm. for the first time. Yes. And it's not at Emma. Yes, like, someone letting but- her be motherly. But it's she gets to be motherly as Snow, which is what she wants. Mm -hmm. Because as much as like, I think we take this from Emma's perspective a lot, because the story feels like it's from Emma's perspective. Yeah. That Emma wants to mother her, but Emma...
1: uh, Emma's an adult.
0: Snow wants to mother her, but Emma's a full adult. Yeah. And we're like, leave us alone, Snow. But when we get to see Snow do that with another character, in the case of Sleeping Beauty, we get to see that you know she has this incredible pain. And loss. I mean, I, I'm not a parent, but imagine the pain. Uh, I'm sure oh, you No, can. I can't. No, I cry every time. I cry like every time. Yeah, your child is like suddenly an adult and doesn't need you and doesn't want you. That's, that's I, hard.
1: Look, my, my son is like already lined up for his first job interview. He's grown so fast. So it's already <laughs> very hard. <laughs> like, that's tough. And yes. so I,
0: I really enjoy this scene and it's played so perfectly. The way she delivers mm-hmm. that, um, there's no one else for me to take care of. Yeah. She says something along those lines. Oh, it gets me. It gets me so good. <laughs> Who else
1: she, do I have to take care of? Something Jennifer like
0: Goodwin is so good.
1: I do love Jennifer Goodwin. I love her so much. <laughs> uh I, I like that um, you know, she's telling she's telling Aurora how Prince Charming helped comfort her through her night terrors by lighting a candle mm-hmm. and like comforting her. And Aurora's like, he does sound very charming. And they appreciate charming together, and I thought that was a very sweet princess connection there.
0: Yeah. And I, I like that we get the um. that's our second like dream reference mm-hmm. of the episode because we also had the dream catcher in the room that Emma and Neil had broken into. Yes. And like, I feel like it's they're very clearly building up to something, but not in a way that interferes with the plot or feels too heavily telegraphed. It's just this nice little uh, nice little echo through the script. That yeah. we get to experience as an audience. And I really enjoy that kind of storytelling. Yeah, I, I think that that's when this show for me is often at its best. When they do things like that. So I really like that. And I think mm-hmm. that's why like in retrospect I'm like oh I love this episode. Because I think about these moments. Yes. <laughs> and I like the banter as we climb up the beanstalk. It's just that when we have seven scenes in a row of banter between these characters, it starts
1: to wear on a person. They they consider the most important part of the story, Emma's backstory. And the banter is there to set up what we see in the backstory Mm -hmm. a lot of times because she's denying having ever been in love. um, And we're seeing that she's full of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Emma and hook get to the top. Yeah. And after Emma has previously denied getting to the top of the tower, After Emma has denied previously being in love, they get to the top of the beanstalk.
1: And they're still not winded enough.
0: They're still not winded enough. Their
1: arms are not jelly. Their arms and legs should be jelly.
0: The CGI stone doesn't always mesh well with the same angle that they're standing at. (laughs) And the editing in of them and the giant looks rough. Frequently,
1: I'm trying to figure out like it's one of those things where I'd have to like go back and really watch it. But I can't tell if they kept the scaling consistent between him and them. No. Okay.
0: it's really not. Um, He shrinks immediately after we get the sight gag of his entrance. Okay. which is a good sight gag. I mean, it's not meant entirely to be comedic, but, you Mm -hmm. know, we see these giant stone uh, figures Emma climbs one. Their plan is to base. Oh, I'm skimming over too too much stuff because I wanted to talk about this. We get to the top of the beanstalk and Emma has cut her hand. Yes. So we get this scene where Hook is tying, uh, bandaging up her hand. He cares for her. He cleans the wound. He puts a bandage around it, which he ties with his mouth. And uh, he knows exactly what he is doing. He does. He knows exactly what he is doing as he's tying that gently with his mouth and making eye contact.
1: Which is why he felt weird when she asked him about his Mila tattoo.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But it's also why after that, I interpret his flirting not as him being skeevy, but as a mask.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. Which is what makes it terrible. Beginning of the episode, he was skeevy. After this, he's like flirting and hiding his own pain.
0: Like, it's, it's very clearly a mask, and that's what makes me like him as a yeah. character because and enjoy their relationship.
1: Our, we mask ourselves all the time, yes. just behind humor. <laughs> yes,
0: 100%. But also because Emma does the same thing, mm-hmm. both of them have their own little ways they mask their feelings. So I'm like, okay, I enjoy this. I enjoy <laughs> these two bisexuals falling in love.
1: Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> No disagreement. Sorry,
0: there's no such thing as a heterosexual pirate.
1: No disagreement. <laughs> Not at all.
0: No such animal. You hear me
1: you hear me, my friends in a pirate droop troop, no such thing.
0: No such thing. <laughs>
1: you're, you're singing all, you're singing pirates. Come on.
0: You're all a little bit bi. Case in point, everyone is at least forty percent attracted to me. That's just yeah. a fact. True. Anywho.
1: If you've ever found mads attractive congratulations you're queer
0: if you've ever found me attractive you may be entitled to compensation <laughs> <laughs> call the law offices of barnum barnum and bailey
1: <laughs> because clowns because we are we're an
0: absolute clown show but no okay so anywho back to what i was trying yeah, to yeah. say
1: so that so, so the mila the mila tattoo brings back rumpel spilt
0: Yes, Emma
1: has to admit that she was lying about never being in love.
0: Exactly, and and it's such a it's such a good moment between these two characters. They
1: drop their masks for a second,
0: for just a second, because it doesn't last long. Nope, because we get back into much ado about nothing level of quippery.
1: That is my favorite show. It's a good show. It's my favorite. That's my. I was Beatrice once. Mm. Never direct your own show. Especially when you weren't intending to be cast in the lead role, but your casting crew did anyway. <sighs> I was trying to give someone else a chance, but I knew I was the best shot for that Beatrice. Sorry.
0: Any any road,
1: if no teacher will direct your show, you direct it yourself. Okay, high school. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: we have to talk about this episode,
1: damn it, Portland. We're back in. We're in a park in Portland
0: back, in, we're in a park in Portland. Um This seems like a scam. It does!
1: The it does, but it's not.
0: This, I like, know it's not, but the setup to this feels it, like a setup.
1: It would have made more sense for August to have met with him before this scene happened.
0: It feels so much like a setup that I'm pretty sure they do this exactly as a scam on Lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I haven't gotten there yet.
0: Like, I, I'm 90% certain. There's a character who's a con artist on that show, mm-hmm. and they do a back in the past. And I want to say with almost 90% certainty, he does almost this exact thing, but as a scam.
1: Oh, I have definitely seen this scam on other shows. And so it's funny to see it played straight as not a scam for once, because it mm-hmm. does make you like. Not trust. Yeah. I mean, where's it? We still don't know this guy. We still don't know this guy from Adam. Yeah. Um,
0: we know he's really cool with doing larceny with teenagers and stealing a car.
1: We assume they're near close in age.
0: We assume because they tell us they are an age gap that is acceptable for romance. And there have not been any questionable romantic uh age gaps on this show so far. So
1: I will come back to that in a few episodes.
0: Yes. Yes, I was thinking about it this episode too.
1: I, we can't talk about it now because that's spoilers.
0: No, no that is. Uh, we have to reserve that for a bit further but, into the series. I,
1: I, I'm, I'm saving up my pennies because some jar, so a jar is going to get visited. Um.
0: <laughs> Do we have a jar of every time there's a really questionable age cap?
1: <laughs> sort of. It's my jar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> ah, ah. oh, her glasses are real lenses.
0: Oh, are they? Yeah. I at, one
1: point, at one point, they they do a shot from like the side behind her head, and the the scenery past her glasses is distorted.
0: You know, I don't normally look for. I, I don't. I do normally look for that, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm surprised I missed it. As so, a go ahead, I've been,
1: I've been wearing glasses since third grade, and that was a, somewhere in my middle school was when glasses aren't cool if you really need them, but they're great as an accessory. Mm-hmm. So I've always sort of, and on TV, you know, on TV, it makes sense for characters to have glasses, to take the glasses out because, you know, glare um, in a studio. It's hard to do, but outside you can sort of get away with it. Cause there's going to be glare anyway. Yep. Um, so at least in this scene, there were real lenses in those glasses.
0: Yeah. Glasses going from being glasses an adaptive technology that you need for your visual disability (laughs) Um, to eyewear is why I started wearing contacts because it was cheaper to just keep buying contacts because glasses had gotten so expensive my glasses my last pair of glasses I think cost me like 600 bucks
1: oh you're blind yeah (laughs) you're basically legally blind without your eyewear right
0: uh yes I am
1: okay (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. yes yeah.
1: So. my, uh, uh, unlike other women who have been pregnant my vision slightly improved uh, after pregnancy except now I have a patch of farsightedness when I put my contact lenses in.
0: yeah without, my, without corrective lenses I am blind
1: yeah. literally So my, my eyes are reminding me now that both of my parents have at least at least bifocals mm-hmm. um, and that I am nearing an age where I may have to start considering that so thanks, eye thanks eyeballs, <sighs> thanks
0: genetics.
1: So so yeah, uh, so yeah, this not a scam. That sounds like a scam. Uh, she it
0: seems like a scam.
1: Seems so scammy. So he hid these things in a locker at the bus station, and he can't go get them now. He's got to run off if he tries to get them, he'll be caught because his face is on a wanted poster because he went to the post office for something, as one does,
0: right? As one yeah. does,
1: uh, and that's where wanted posters are. They're there in the front of Walmart. Uh, oh no, front of Walmart is missing children. Or that used to be, I don't know. They're oh, just home. out there. Well, the the pictures of them are.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm I missing children just hang say-
1: out in the front of Walmart. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes,
0: <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I grew up in I grew up in East Texas, so it was just like,
1: hey, people honey, selling
0: I'm quote unquote purebred dogs. But... I'm
1: going to, I'm going to Walmart. You want me to get anything? Yeah, can you pick up a street urchin? Can you can you?
0: Oh, see if they have one of those Victorian orphan children. Mama. (laughs) I I have, we have a a haunted house coming up and I just want to like put one at the end of the hall. Really scare the (laughs) shit out of people.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to post the link to that YouTube of us with our uh, Victorian child haunted house. (laughs) Improv. All right. So, uh, so he's just going to run to Canada. He doesn't want her to get caught. He doesn't want her to come with him either because he doesn't want her to get in trouble. Uh, but he doesn't want to break up with her. So I guess they're both going to go. But I don't know because it doesn't matter because she's going to go to the the bus station and get the watches because her face isn't on a wanted poster. I'm just going
0: to say that the I don't know, this is kind of wrong of me to involve you in is like a protective instinct. And part of it is like a little paternalistic. Yeah. Um, But it might be explained if they have a larger age gap than we are being presented with. That he might be more mature and at least mature enough to be like, I shouldn't involve you in this.
1: Yeah. And also if her record is still mostly clean. Yeah. Yeah. And his is not. Yeah. Uh. What did I write oh damn it for? It's for the next scene. It's just
0: Oh, was it when the um Oh, oh damn it. Okay, so this is the scene I've been talking about where I hate the CGI of Emma (gasps) climbing up the stone. The stone giant statue, which is, for some reason, half the size of the actual giant.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: We're told, I, I'm going to say, it's a, It's kind of a spoiler, but I feel okay saying it. We will be told in a few episodes that this particular giant was called Tiny by his yes. friends and family.
1: But at the beginning of this episode, we learned that he's the strongest of them all, and that's why he survived. Uh
0: huh.
1: which is just ghost. And that's not, that's not a discrepancy of the writers. That is, this is how stories are told when one side wins and one side loses. Yes. Um, which is sort of the theme of this plot. Uh, is there two sides to every story and the story you hear is written by the victors. In fact, he says that he says that later. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, luckily she's still high enough to get the sleeping powder in his face.
0: Which, but only because Hook thinks quickly, grabs a very large femur. Yes. Uh, I don't know what animal this femur comes from, but it I'm, is not a human.
1: Is it another giant? Maybe it's just a finger bone.
0: It's huge. Um, and he <laughs> on a shield to like distract the giant. Yeah. Uh, which makes him bend down and we get some like comedy here. It's not meant as comedy, but it's goofy and to the point yeah. of being comedic. Do you and- want to
1: fight a human? Do you want to kill a human? Yeah. I mean, speaking of Lost, we have Hurley we have as Hurley our giant. Uh, I
0: love this actor. He's, He's a so- good actor. He's sweet. He seems like he would give a good hug.
1: I liked him in How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. His character but- made me smile.
0: But yeah, Emma, Emma knocks him he unconscious. He does look like he would
1: give a good hug. He does. I bet he gives good hugs.
0: I bet he gives great hugs.
1: I want a hug from that guy now. That's my new goal as a podcaster. My goal as a podcaster is now to get a hug from that guy because he looks like he gives great hugs. <laughs> what is the actor's please, name? What? Please help me get famous enough to get a hug from that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to ever get famous, I want uh, Jorge Garcia yes. Jorge, Jorge Garcia, um, to give me a hug.
1: I would like that. That would be nice. That's all I need. Yes. And a trip to that one city in Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. We're talking no. about
1: running away to Canada. Neil's Let's talking about it. running away to Canada. And they did. They did run and, away to Canada. And they did. And they,
0: they, they did. Show. The whole show was filmed The in whole
1: Canada. show ran away to Canada. Uh,
0: <sighs> Sorry, my notes kind of wear out here because is about where I get bored every time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of, there's a lot of meandering here. We get some very important lessons about how only the victors, you know, get to tell the story. Well, we didn't get there yet. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: We didn't get there yet. We're still. We just met the giant for the first time, and we, now we come knocked out him with out. Sleeping powder. Now let's go steal a compass.
0: Let's go steal and compass.
1: Uh, and then we're back on the ground with Aurora waking up screaming.
0: Ah, uh, yes, that's the scene where we get uh, Snow comforting her.
1: Yes, yes.
0: That I jumped to way oh, too okay. early.
1: That's okay. That's
0: okay. Um, so I would say back in the past, in Emma's past, we get an aside that does not have to do with Emma. It is something that she would uh, have no way of knowing about. And while I appreciate that this happens for some reasons, I hate this scene, and I don't think it belongs in this episode.
1: Are you supposed to leave the key with your fingerprints on it? (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, did Did we jump a scene? Are we in the, we're in the I Portland jumped the scene. I jumped the, straight. No, let's stay in the Portland locker. And we'll go back. Portland yeah. locker room. Uh, the, the thing that bothered me, I, I, you first, cause you were just setting it up.
0: I, I was just going to say the scene really didn't do much other than show that it happened. Um, for me, she goes in, it's no problem. She sees some security guards. She looks suspicious as hell because she reacts to the security guards uh don't do that when you're committing a crime act yeah. like you belong there
1: but but uh, seriously whenever you have a locker like that and you're turning in the key are you supposed to go turn in the key or do you just leave it in the locker with your fingerprints on it
0: uh why she just left, it left in the locker it. she yeah. left
1: it in the locker she could have also just taken it it's been gone how, how long yeah so no she just left it but that that's yeah. not a problem that's not something i'm supposed to worry about right but I read a whole I used to I used to read and listen to a whole lot of mystery novels mm-hmm. and like Sherlock Holmes. Like I went through all of the Sherlock Holmes audiobooks that our public library had at one point. I was like, hmm, that just seems sloppy. Yeah. Just seems sloppy. Uh, I wanna hop back to that scene with Aurora waking up real quick. Okay. Um there's there was one point where Mary Margaret I think it's when when Aurora asks Mary Margaret if the dreams will end or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mary Margaret said yes entirely too fast.
0: I did not believe it.
1: I think she still has them. She's just used to them.
0: Yeah. Like the way she she said it, Um, especially because later in the episode, we will see that she still has a candle by her bedside table. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she said they that's probably an intentional she said yes too fast. Mm-hmm. That's. I'm gonna say that's intentional. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to be comforting right now. Yep. So,
0: like, I choose to read that as mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah. Yes, I I enjoyed that about her because that's totally something I would do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's and then just we
0: lying to make people feel better.
1: Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, Mm -hmm. so, so we have uh, a whole scene of Hook and Emma wandering and Hook trying to figure out how he can take gold home with them, um, (laughs) while Emma's actually, like, doing her work, (laughs) looking for a compass. But
0: it's like, eh, let him steal. He's a pirate. Like, why fret over this?
1: Mm -hmm. There's a lot of
0: gold here. Steal from people that have a lot of money. It's always (laughs) morally correct.
1: All they need is right in front of them. He's not talking about the gold. Ooh. eyebrow waggles Wagg- oh. waggly eyebrows
0: uh, I think the, the, the most uh, moment for me of this mm-hmm. whole sequence was when Emma saves him from the tripwire trap
1: it's about bloody time it's, it's too that's much when I, that's when I wrote Hook is the captain of this ship it's
0: too much like her grasping onto him doesn't read very genuine to me Mm -hmm. it's very awkward it feels like a director problem like the director didn't give her a good
1: let's be fair emma's pretty awkward emma's pretty awkward
0: however you could be very disney Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: more overt if she had actually knocked him onto the ground and landed on top of him. And I mean, then we would have gotten that Nala Simba scene. And we've actually done this in a lot. <laughs> they, did it in a lot they do this in a lot of Disney movies. Of they, like, do it <laughs> they do it in this one. They do it in this one. I'm why sure not?
1: Snow and Charming have that.
0: <laughs> Snow and Charming have that. Why not have that? It would look less awkward. Yeah. Except for. Then you would have to do a close up of the floor. And the floor. Is CGI. Yeah. The entire set. Is CGI.
1: Yeah, we do end up with some floor shots in this one, though, too. And they look bad. Yeah. Well, they have multiple CGIs going there because she's also much smaller. It comes, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Right, right. Yeah, that's where I wrote Hook is the captain of the ship, and I was very proud of that joke. Thanks.
0: You did a good job. <laughs> it's funny.
1: I get it now. I didn't get it at first. <laughs> Out of context, it makes no sense. Um,
0: in my defense. Like, I ate an edible at, like, noon. So I think I might still be on my system.
1: Hey, you should edit that out. Those aren't legal here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do we know? <laughs> Two more <laughs> <four laughs> crime. Um <clears throat> right.
1: so, so they're still looking for the compass.
0: Yeah.
1: Because uh, whenever he says... Uh, yeah she's like oh no and they keep looking for the compass
0: <laughs> right and i'm sorry the tripwire bothers me so much because it's a big huge. old tripwire
1: it's huge how do you miss that to a giant it's very small like the smallest thread he could find
0: we have established i
1: am blind
0: i would not stumble over that it's an inch thick <laughs> it's an inch th- it's like ah yes this tripwire the cord is as thick as my wrist like
1: <laughs> yeah I don't what? know if
0: I have a force in my body to move that tripwire.
1: He could have used one of his own hairs at this point, you know, because they're humans; they're not going to break it. Right. All right. So we're back in Portland.
0: We're back in Portland. Um, this, I, the scene where Neil is walking on his own.
1: Oh, we didn't get there yet.
0: <sighs> what we're else happens? There.
1: We're right before that. Right before that, they meet in the Yellow Bug. Oh. She gives him the watches.
0: She gets in the watches and and she's like, there's not a lot of them.
1: But they're like... like they're worth th- a
0: lot of money. Yeah.
1: They're a couple thousand dollars and he gives one of them to her. She's like, oh, I guess we're not uh selling this one then. And, Which is, uh,
0: once again, feels like a scam.
1: Sure does. Not an intentional one, but it sure does work out that way.
0: Feels like an intentional setup.
1: Yes, it does. It does feel... That's why it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me that he talked with August after this
0: exactly that's what i'm getting into with that scene that's why i keep trying to get to that scene because this it is out of so much this
1: is out of order
0: yes this is out of order
1: <laughs> yeah so i guess we're <clears> keeping <throat> this one well how could we not look how good it looks on you it is a bulky man's watch on a tiny tiny girl's wrist and that works for some people yep Yep. i don't think it worked on her but hey
0: it's like in the, like the early 90s and the i also late didn't 80s. like those
1: frames on her but that's a personal choice.
0: I, I like the frames on her, but it. I was going to say the bulky watch on her made me think of like the late 80s, early 90s, where you had a lot of these really like thin women wearing oversized men's button down dress shirts. It was that kind of effect.
1: I don't know if that ever ended really. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely back now.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about it that's just like it's meant to read. Look how tiny I am because I'm wearing this big bulky thing.
1: I mean, I got tiny wrists. I don't need to do any of that. Uh, so, so he's like, "Okay, this will help you meet up at our appointed time, nine o'clock. See you at the place." And he runs off to go sell the watches to, so that he doesn't have them anymore, except for that one.
0: Except for that one.
1: That is just like a young person dumb mistake to make, I guess. And oh, hey, Layla. my cat's here.
0: I heard.
1: <laughs> she, that means she barged in. She sure did. The kids asleep in the next room. Ugh. But uh, so he takes off, and a shadowy figure, and he thinks that he's about to get arrested. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but instead, it's it's Pinocchio.
0: Yep, it's August.
1: Hello, blue eyes.
0: <sighs> I hate this scene. I hate that he's here.
1: Uh huh. I had I got confused by the time real quick, yeah. and I was like, wait, he was looking for Emma, but I thought that they found him off, but it. We get into that. We, we have to make some assumptions a little later in this episode. I was very confused by the timing of it all, um, but it made sense later in the episode once I thought about it really hard. Yes, little hi.
0: And so here's my thing. This is why I say this episode would have been stronger if we did not have the August scene right now. If we got the August scene later in the show and mm-hmm. they didn't do the mysterious box... Instead, the mystery was, why did Neil set Emma up? Yes. Because that's that- what Emma believes. Yes. Emma believes that Neil set her up. Mm-hmm. Why not let us, the audience, continue believing that yes. instead of making us wait, I want to say four or five episodes yes. more. I agree. With knowledge that our protagonist doesn't have.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree that this part of this backstory should not have been in this episode. Mm-hmm. I agree with it's, that entirely. It should have just ended with him leaving and uh-huh. her getting arrested.
0: Yes, that—that that is what I mean. Like, I'm cool with them having that scene eventually.
1: And then, and then yeah. her getting the keys to the car and yes. not knowing why. And then we come back later and realize that there was also supposed to be a whole bunch of money in that envelope. Yep. And the envelope's from Phuket? Mm-hmm. Who do we find in Phuket later? Hmm, Or earlier? Who did we find in Phuket? It was Pinocchio. Pinocchio took the money and ran. Yep. He's not a good, he's not, once again, not a good person. Uh, Yeah. Well, we haven't
0: seen, we haven't seen what he did with the money yet.
1: No, he ran off to Phuket.
0: Yep. But mm.
1: we know no, because remember he was talking about how he woke up in Phuket one day and his his wood was le- his his leg was wooden his wood was legging. Yep. Uh
0: his his, his wood was legging.
1: His wood was legging. Oh
0: man, I don't know <laughs> it's it's convoluted and it feels. I have a personal rule of rule where I don't enjoy seeing, and I, I don't think it's like hard and fast, but I think that a lot of people would follow this. I don't like it when the audience knows something that the characters don't.
1: It's the murder mystery all over again. Yeah.
0: For more than the length of an episode.
1: It's the murder mystery all over again. It wasn't interesting because we all knew what they did not the whole time. So it wasn't interesting for us trying to watch them figure it out.
0: It's not fun.
1: It's
0: not entertaining. And it's frustrating for both your audience to play or to watch and your actors to play yeah Yeah. it's it's just not entertaining and it it feels like i don't want to say like you've broken a cardinal rule but it's very much in that vein where i'm like
1: come on y'all yeah i do like how uncomfortable neil was during that whole interaction um because whenever august started talking about like magic and stuff like that he was like he knows, we don't know yeah. that he knows. We Oh, that's a spoiler. I'm sorry. But I like yeah. how uncomfortable well, he is. He says, is. Do
0: you believe in magic? I like his response of, I get the impression you do.
1: Yes, yes. I like how uncomfortable he is. <clears throat> yeah. It's very we'll hard. This is why I sort of am sad that I watched ahead during my maternity leave because I liked being like not remembering what happened next. Yeah.
0: Very, I, I feel that. Um, but luckily, but also, yeah, it this, allows us to make these up. Op- sorry. Go
1: no, ahead. yeah, go ahead.
0: I feel like I'm too talky this episode. Luckily, it makes us, it helps us to make these observations like this, where we can say this she this scene shouldn't be in this episode. It
1: should come later. It would make more sense later. Like whenever we do get introduced to this character later, to then see him going back on what happened on his side of the story, that would make more sense.
0: Because we now know who that man is from the beginning of the season. Yes, we now know that that's Neil.
1: Yes, we know, but.
0: It would be more interesting to not know why Neil betrayed Emma and then have him come see back Neil and then yeah come back and, she's and, so
1: mad at him whenever she sees him she's going to see him again later. She's so right. mad at him when she sees him and it would be interesting then while she's working through her forgiveness of him to see what happened exactly
0: exactly that would be a
1: better that would that would be a better storytelling.
0: It would be better storytelling, not just for this episode, not just for that episode, because we'll talk about that episode when we get to it. But also, these two characters' relationships arc as a whole. It's Mm -hmm. just, it bothers me. It it bothers me so much. I feel like I'm, like, way too in the nitty gritty on the actual storytelling (laughs) aspects of this story. But this is a critical episode.
1: It's their fairy tale.
0: Yes. This... The the events of this episode have ramifications for everything else in the plot.
1: hmm
0: All of Henry existing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All of Emma's issues with not trusting people. Yeah. Well, till so we get to the Frozen season. And then they retcon in more mistrust for her.
1: I love, I love, retcon I have him. a love hate for the Frozen season. Let me tell you what I love about the frozen season. The frozen storyline. Yes. The the dialogue for the frozen parts. Yes. Let me tell you what I don't like for the frozen season. The rest of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're getting there. Slowly but steadily.
1: So 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 he is convinced (laughs) by whatever. Sorry. Oh sorry. So he's convinced by whatever's in the box to turn him in. The last thing he wants to do is see her in jail, and this is gonna send her there. So it must have been some very convincing evidence. Yes. Um so he left her holding. So it's very easy to arrest her for this crime as an accessory with her accessories. (laughs) You're welcome. Um and I wrote, I wrote, damn, August, couldn't he have broken up with her normally?
0: Oh, man. Can, maybe I should title this episode that. <laughs> Accessory to the crime.
1: <laughs> nice. You're welcome.
0: I was going to go with Once Upon a Time in Tallahassee. <laughs> um, just because that sounds like a, an Oscar nominated movie that I won't see.
1: <laughs> crime accessories. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that's so she's cuffed and led away with he's not coming back and she's in disbelief and thus starts Emma's big, angry depression.
0: Well, she knows Rare. it right away. Oh, yeah. asked where the rest of the watches are. And she's like, they're gone and mm-hmm. they're not coming back.
1: Yeah. I got the impression that she wasn't just talking about the watches, obviously. No, obviously. no, she's no, clearly that's, talking about me. That's, that's Elaine saying the obvious thing that everyone else already knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then we're back in the giant's lair. And uh, so they're still trying to find the compass. There's a baby crying in the background. Uh, They're still trying to find the compass, and they argue about who's boosting who. Um, And Hook asks him to trust him. Uh, And she does not respond to that until they hear the giant coming. Big ol' foot. Behind them, and he fury and storms towards him, and his movements loosen stones from the ceiling that look like they crush hook yeah, how does he live in this house with such terrible foundation he this house has been built for giants. does he just not come in here? He probably just doesn't come in here.
0: he probably just doesn't come in this room and, also and then run. also like I mean how often do you like run through your house? Well, true <laughs> <laughs> never mind
1: um i i'm often in a hurry <laughs> I i, have walk at, a, I walk time, at a
0: brisk pace
1: my time management was already just barely holding together and then i had a child fair so i uh stormed through my house on a regular basis luckily I, luckily it's on a slab and not lifted
0: i don't run through my house too often except when i'm being chased by rufus because <laughs> uh, <laughs> he and fun. i play tag
1: I play Slappy Feet whenever I'm barefoot in the house and I, I'm running and my feet make the slapping noise and it reminds me of being a kid. I'm just, like, Slappy Feet, Slappy Feet.
0: <laughs> For some reason, uh, my my adult cat loves to chase me through the house, so cute.
1: y'all. Lilla does it too. It's a cat thing. It's totally a cat thing.
0: He's just like, let's play tag.
1: It's very cute to watch uh, six foot tall Mads giggling across the across the house with a little cat loping after them.
0: <laughs> That's honestly was my big problem with the episode. You know, as a giantess myself, I felt that the giant representation was extremely just in poor taste. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're a uh, we're yeah. a complex culture of huge people mm-hmm. and we don't take lightly to be the villains in your story.
1: And and also they were represented as slow and doddering when yeah. it- Yeah. In fact, they have a much longer leg span than us and would be much faster than us.
0: And the idea that we hoard wealth. uh, That's messed up. I do not hoard wealth.
1: As a small person myself, uh, I was offended for Mads.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. As a person of height, I did not appreciate it. I
1: will use my platform as a short white person to back you up on this.
0: I will use my platform because I need to a platform.
1: I was like, I need a platform to stand on because I'm short.
0: Elaine's platform exists so that we can make eye contact with one another. <laughs> with one another.
1: <laughs> oh, so <sighs> this is where I started having size continuity questions, um, but more in the next scene. The next scene because mm-hmm. it's up and down, man. So, so, so we're. it says a few months after the events in Portland. And I'm going to assume that that few months is only like two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You can go three. You can go three without knowing. Um, I didn't. Uh, So how old old was Neil supposed to be dating the 17 to 18 year old? I had so many questions. (laughs) Uh, And August also promises Neil that he'll be there for Emma since Neil can't be but august has also pointed out in a previous scene that this world is full of temptations and he's realized that he is not resistant to them. Yep. Uh so when neil's like please make sure emma gets this and it's a wad of cash, no, not a wad of cash, it's a stack of cash from the watches. It's her share basically. And the keys to the yellow bug which are totally legitimate now cuz he got it a new VIN number. That's not
0: how that works.
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't know. I've never stolen a car. I don't know how you legitimize a stolen car, but apparently it's by stealing someone else's inactive VIN number.
0: It's like, no, you didn't make it legitimate. You laundered it.
1: Yes. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, you, you, you made it untraceable. Yes.
1: Uh. So, Uh. yeah, August promises he'll be there, but then he sees that stack of cash and he's like, Emma doesn't need that. I'm like, well, just, dear, take it. And I, is like, I
0: forgot that the stack okay. of cash doesn't make it to her. So I was like, okay, we finally can explain how she can afford that apartment in the very first episode of this show. It's okay. because she got a $20,000 stack of cash out of nowhere.
1: Nope. 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 Be- because August took the money and ran to Phuket, which is where the curse found him later. Yep. Uh, but he does send her the keychain, so that's nice. Yeah. Oh, and he also promises that... If the cur- if she does her job and the curse gets broken, he'll send him a postcard when she fulfills her destiny. Mm-hmm. So that's where we got that postcard from the first episode as well.
0: So we're getting some we're getting some things fleshed out. We're getting yeah. some information, and getting, that's yeah. cool.
1: Uh in the next scene the giant uh grabs Emma and starts squishing her and I had to pause during this point during one of Emma's squish faces and it made me laugh and I like applauded her. I was like those are some good being squished faces Emma. Good job. <laughs> if I were improvising a scene where I was being squished by a giant, I would probably make those faces too good job that is
0: like that is basically (laughs) the face i make when someone other than like elaine or my partner hugs me (laughs) because i realize that i am weirdly touch averse (laughs) like it takes me a while to be comfortable being touched by a person and uh, that's about the face i will make if you hug me like i'll be nice about it but i'm just like
1: it's one of those things where let mads go in for the hug (laughs) <laughs> yes. have you ever seen the uh gif or the video of that cat that's like fighting someone's foot under a blanket and before they attack the foot they like wind up for the bite with their head like tossing their head back and forth and then they bite the foot
0: that's how i hug
1: yeah well i was gonna say that's how <laughs> yes that is how you hug and that's also how emma bites this giant's hand to to get <laughs> yeah. released she winds yeah. up for that bite <laughs>
0: I think it's because when this came out, people were still watching this on little 14 inch CRTs sometimes. So they're like, we gotta make sure. Oh yeah, we don't see that bike. The
1: networks had only just gone HD. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Which is why
0: these costumes don't always hold up.
1: My virus scan thinks I want to renew it and I and I I didn't even put it on this computer and Andy did. Uh, so I do not want to renew it. I never even paid for it. It's, I'm on the free version. Stop trying to get me to buy it. Sorry. That's
0: when the antivirus software becomes a the virus. virus.
1: Well, at least <laughs> it's not the one that, you know, comes with everything. It's another one that uh, has a pirate name.
0: Oh, oh, Avast.
1: Ha! Avast! I'm not paying for it, Avast. Dang it. Uh, so...
0: Elaine doesn't have to pay for it. She's married. Gross. Sorry.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> so <clears throat> so she and the giant scuffle, and she gets the giant uh to trip over his own wire. I think oh no she uh she finds Jack the giant killer's giant sword and cuts the trip wire, and that brings the trap down that holds the giant and the I think that the giant is more resigned at this point than actually trapped mm-hmm like, tired and resigned to their fate because they don't trust humans. He doesn't trust yeah. humans at all. Um, And she's threatening him with a poisoned sword. She figures out it's poisoned by the way that uh, he flinches from it. Also, she's pointing it directly at his eye, which I have a thing about that. And this yeah, whole this whole thing made me just so uncomfortable. He's just like, like, I don't want to mess with this crazy white woman. She, <laughs> she's pointing it directly at his pupil. And I was like the whole time like, barely keeping my eyes open watching this like covering my face because i i just can't with with eye threats
0: yeah did you just hear wedge i did our cat
1: our cats are cameoing tonight
0: i know (laughs) like i don't know if y'all will hear him but he is he is ready to make an announcement
1: they'll hear him oh Uh, yeah so he's he's very sad and they they exchange some banter she's overly rough like i know that She's been told all these horrible things about how giants are, but she's yeah. so rough with him.
0: Yeah, it's almost unnecessary. It's it, it's out, outright unnecessary. I'm like, girl, calm down.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is Even, Hurley.
0: This Hurley from Lost. She got to be nice to. him.
1: I bet he gives great hugs. How can you be so mean to him? <laughs> Look
0: at this man. He gives great <laughs> hugs. Calm the hell down.
1: So, so they. She menaces him. She menaces him. Um, menaces. And demands a compass. So he gives it to her and says, Well, you're just going to kill me anyway because all humans are like that. And she's like, We're not all alike. And goes to walk away because she's not going to kill him. She's like, You're wrong. And walks away, but she says you are wrong while threatening him with the sword. So her words and her actions do not match. Yeah, you are wrong. You are wrong. I am going to threaten your eye.
0: His eye. I am like, girl. Uh,
1: girl. Yeah, you are wrong. She says threateningly. Um, and so he, he, she even says something in the fact. And he's like, "Well, you are all murderers." She's like, "I thought you were the murderers." He was like, "The victors tell the story." She's like, "Where are the rest of you?" I am, I am alone. And that's very sad. Like he says it very sad. He's all alone. The and, pictures uh, tell the
0: story. Who
1: yeah, the pictures who dies, who tells your story. Apparently some jerk ass humans. Yep. Um <clears throat> so he you know, she walks away, she drops a sword, and uh he breaks out of the trap because he was like I said, he was resigned, not trapped. Uh and lunges forward to move a rock away from a, a very large large mouse's hole. <laughs> the base so apparently there were giant mice as well. Also, oh, it's also pointed out that um, he used to... The giants are the ones who used to farm the beans. The magic beans. Yes. Very important. Um, but none of the beans work anymore. Uh, right. And they're all they're gone. All,
0: they're all gone. They're all dried up.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he gives her a way out. He's like, well, you could have killed me, so I owed you this one. And mm-hmm. she she turns out she's like, actually, I could have killed you twice. So you owe me two things. And that's when she... she 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 manacles hook is that willow
0: yes hi willow hi willow
1: Uh, for the uh,
0: listeners at home willow is now on my shoulder
1: she's she's perching that's what she does and then she's gonna dig her claws into mads's arm like it's their fault that she's on them (laughs) that's what she does to me all the time yeah she loves me too hard uh, so yeah, she she manacles, she saves Hook, who's alive, and she chains him in the in the giant's fortress, and says, "Sorry, bud," and leaves. <laughs> so, because she can't trust him, He's like, she can't but trust we- him.
0: But he oh. never does anything specifically untrustworthy.
1: I at one point other
0: than be kind of creepy. He
1: says, but. But we got the compass. Like, I helped you get the compass. And she corrects him. I got the compass. Like, this is hers. She did it. Yeah. And she turns and leaves him while he yells at her to come back. Uh, She can't trust him because he's not trustworthy because all he did was flirt with her the whole time. And that's not a trustworthy thing. Have you met her? Anyone who flirts with her must be bad news. That's Uh, what it is.
0: It's her inner saboteur.
1: R.I.P. Graham. (laughs)
0: R.I.P. Graham,
1: the only trust, the only trustworthy man she ever dated,
0: <laughs> and he was being mind controlled.
1: Mm, not against her,
0: not against her. That's not, but... So that's
1: nice. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's nice that there were just so conveniently some uh, some human sized manacles right next to where the rocks almost killed him.
0: I mean, I keep a few pairs around, but who that's, doesn't? Right? That's me. Yeah. Mm. So on- House is not a home without metal manacles. Just <laughs> about.
1: So so on the ground, uh, so Emma had told Mulan to, if I'm not back in ten hours, cut the beanstalk down and get everyone to safety. Go go home without me. Right. Uh. So apparently they have been up there for ten hours. Yeah. At this point, and she starts to cut the beanstalk down reluctantly she's very reluctant about it (laughs) and i loved mary margaret she doesn't just yell no she goes no as she tackles mulan it's
0: so much
1: it was i love this actress but this must have been like the 20th or more take and she was just so exhausted by this line probably bruised a rib
0: (laughs) it's so much she seemed
1: very tired
0: yes also, I love that it's been 10 hours, but also, like, visibly, production-wise, looks like the same time of day.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they slept. Yeah. But that's... Yeah. Their days... Their daytime makes no sense. Yes, exactly. I agree. It, um, it
0: looks like the same time of day.
1: And Emma gets back just in time to be like, no, 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 she's right. I told her to do it. And this was the part where I legitimately, like, cried. Yeah. Um, was when Mary Margaret grabbed Emma after Emma was like, "Yes, I told her to do that. I told you I told her to make sure y'all leave." She's She's like, go her, back
0: together,
1: and I burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> Mom stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Hormones are hormones are a trip. Uh, I thought it was cr- uh, crazy that everything's in ten hour increments. The giant has also agreed, unless it takes like eight hours to climb up and down that thing.
0: Yeah, they have a ten like-
1: hour lead on Hook with this too.
0: Yeah.
1: Whew. So yeah. Um, Oh, I, I know why else I was crying it was because at this point I had to stop taking notes cause my son got fussy. So I had to, he would, he had been playing on the floor and he got fussy while I was taking notes. So I had mm-hmm. stopped taking notes and I picked him up to hold him to continue watching the show. And when she's like, we go back together. I was just like crying into my son. He's holding him to my face and sobbing on. Him.
0: Don't you ever leave. <laughs>
1: We go back together. We go back. To- Hormones are a trip. <sighs> uh, yeah. So all the mom moments from here on out. This would have been a completely different podcast if I hadn't had a kid.
0: It would be would be a very different <laughs> show. The energy would be very different.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would have been like that was realistic or not. Uh, um. So for for those who who maybe didn't listen from the beginning, uh, I found out maybe two or three episodes into recording that I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, We had just started recording and I I found out I was pregnant. So normally I had been bringing a bottle of wine with me for recording. And when we first started recording this show, we would joke about, oh, what are we drinking this week? And about two or three episodes in, I show up to Mads' house and was like, so there's no wine and here's why.
0: (laughs) You? (laughs) And there was excitement and crying.
1: Yes, <laughs> I had to make sure you and Shane were both in the room so I could tell you both at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and it's been it's been a whole ride for me to to go through this experience with these characters discovering their momhoods. Yes. So anyway, in a jail in Phoenix.
0: Anyway, in a jail in Phoenix, uh, discovered something interesting about herself.
1: She has a car.
0: Hey, yes, that is the most important thing she discovers in this scene.
1: Uh, you get a car when you get out, and a baby. Congratulations!
0: And a, oh my and god, she had
1: like she had like meth delivery about it. Like the the guards seen it all. This isn't the first pregnant chick she's had locked up. Was it? What's the line from Chicago? Is like the first one of our girls to get knocked up. This yep. is not the case. <sighs> yeah, so so that's why I'm like it says a few months later. I'm thinking. Max three months. Like she may have, she may it have contributed. It may it have been like have been long. Yeah, it may have. She may have contributed the the missing signs, the signs that something was off, to stress because she was in a stressful situation and she was depressed. And if your eating's off, that can mess with your cycle as well. And so I guess whenever it didn't, it still didn't come back, and she was feeling gross. She may have taken that test.
0: Well, and I'm trying to think about the math of it because
1: she was locked up for she was in there for eleven months.
0: She was in there for 11 months. She gave birth to Henry while she was in jail. Mm -hmm. Henry is 11 years old. She is 28.
1: Remember, no, 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 no. On her 28th birthday, he was 10.
0: Okay, he was 10 on her 28th birthday. So she was, she was, uh, okay, okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so it has to be early enough into her being put in prison to be 18 when she has the baby.
1: Yeah, so she was.
0: When she has Henry.
1: She was Either 18 or almost 18 when she had a baby.
0: I do think sometimes that we think more about making these ages work and this timeline work than the Mm -hmm. authors.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think that she must have been 18 when she had him because she wasn't sent to juvie. She was sent to a low security prison. Yeah. So she was 18 at the time she was locked up.
0: And she didn't do a crime bad enough to be 17 and not sent to juvie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like She
1: was an accessory to a grand larceny
0: yeah she's accessory to stealing some watches. It's yeah. not like you know
1: uh they had a very good cut to Henry right after the pregnancy test reveal mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and it's him waking up screaming,
0: yes, and
1: we have slappy feet, we have slappy feet down the stairs
0: <laughs> as uh...
1: <laughs> as as charming charming as letting Henry sleep in the bed downstairs, which you know probably reminds me of Mary Margaret, so he probably sleeps better in the guest bed, yeah. Um,
0: and and charming gets to be a good dad grandpa but good grandpa but yeah he gets to he gets to parent
1: yeah they both get to have be parents to to people this episode which is nice Yes. Um And Henry's having the same dream as Aurora. Ooh.
0: Uh-huh. What
1: could it mean? What could it mean? We get to see the sweet candle comforting in action because he it's yes. like his immediate reaction. Like he doesn't even hesitate. He just immediately lights that candle that's next to the bed because that's right. what it's for.
0: And that's what makes me think that she still has the nightmares because Mm -hmm. there's a candle right there. Yes. And And, I mean, maybe it's a comfort thing. You know, I, I have bad dreams and I have night terrors and, or have for a long time. And even though I'm not affected by them to the degree I was, the things I have on hand for comfort are still there. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: maybe it's that sort of situation. Yeah.
1: It's it's always like if, you, if it's something that happened on a regular basis, it makes sense to leave it there just in case it happens again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's this episode. That's was, this episode. Uh, I would like to point out to our viewers that we are both wearing maroon today.
0: Hey, yeah, we are.
1: <laughs> uh, and our hair is doing a similar wispy thing.
0: <laughs> Sorry, my energy was a little weird this episode. But,
1: oh, uh, you're all good. We're a week late.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I was at. Hey, I was like, oh I'm god, it's so here, late. We gotta get this out.
1: Here we are. I wanna I wanna point out that at the very beginning of this season, Mads made a commitment that the episodes are gonna come out on time, and then I completely derailed Mads's commitment <laughs> with my own bad time management. You have a
0: baby, you have an infant, you are raising a small human. So
1: so just so everyone knows, this is my fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll say we are recording this on Saturday, December 18th. So there's your timestamp, audience. Um, it is not me being behind on editing unless this doesn't come out on Monday.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I didn't mind too much um, that you weren't able to record because it did give Shane and I some time to play uh final fantasy 14 the hit mmo from square enix
1: they don't pay us
0: no longer includes the free <laughs> trial
1: look i was gonna say that i had to pay for it after a month i didn't get to get to level 60 before they you know everyone was telling me get to level 60 and it's free until then i was like no i had to pay after month one so so
0: <laughs> well they got That's rid of the be. free trial
1: yeah but it's been what two years <laughs> Well okay. the
0: game has been uh the game has been so popular that they cannot keep the servers up, and people cannot get into the game, so they have canceled the free trial and suspended all marketing for the game and stopped all digital sales of the game
1: Wow right before christmas
0: right before like that's how things have been on Shane and my server where we play. I usually have to go Mets. and log us in hours before we play Mets. hmm.
1: Mads, let's finish the episode. Let's finish the episode. <laughs> I like talking about video games. So, uh, best Dress so This our Episode. Best Dress Oh, rating, episode. rating, right?
0: Do we do oh, rating well, first Oh, let's do best dress, best dress first. Best Dress yeah. first. Uh, For me, Hook. I like this pirate outfit. I like his yeah, recurring pirate we, outfit. We really
1: don't have any new outfits except for 90s Portland, which, eh. Uh, yeah. Um, so... Neither of them does much for me. Yeah, I, I don't really know that I have a best dress this episode that isn't a, rec- a character whose costume is standard. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the details of the Giants costume.
0: Um, I do want to give it a... It reminded me
1: of Rennie's, but everything yeah. in the show reminds me of Rennie's.
0: I want to do... give a shout out to August's outfit because <laughs> it shows his chest hair.
1: I do want to give a shout out to August's bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. That's best dress for me. August's eyes.
0: August's uh, chest Just his hair. eyeballs. Just, his, just his eyes, just, just his, his eyes.
1: eyes. His eyes are best dressed, so that's, that's my vote. Eerie, <laughs> just your eyeballs.
0: Creepier than me talking about his chest hair. I You're don't welcome. know, but it feels like
1: it. <laughs> your eyeballs are the best dressed ones in the room. Thanks. I'm <laughs> wearing contacts. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, all right, rating. Um, what are we rating on this week? Even
0: though towards the end I did not enjoy certain aspects of the story, I actually think that this was strong on the whole. Yeah. uh, I like the backstory. I feel like this might be a, uh, I'm going to say a four out of five. I feel like it was a good episode and it sets up so much.
1: I enjoy knowing where Emma's trust issues come from and why finally getting the answer as to why she was in prison um, when she had Henry. Uh, I enjoyed that aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. I enjoy Emma realizing, again, that all stories have two sides of it. I I liked I liked the giant. He's very sweet. Yes. So I'll, I'll agree on a four. Uh, this, this episode, while it had some clunky moments,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it gave me an emotional response. Uh, I had several, I had lots of emotional reactions to this episode okay. and I was properly enraged for characters when I should have been properly enraged for characters. So yeah, I will agree with a four, uh, f- four human sized manacles out of five.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I would say, yeah, four um, perfectly human-sized manacles out of five.
1: Yeah, I agree. Look at us agreeing. Look at us us agreeing. It wasn't bad enough to be a three. It was a four. I really got to get that spreadsheet so I can compare.
0: Hey, all. Mads here. Sorry about the end of this recording got corrupted, which is part of what slowed down uh, (laughs) the whole process of getting this one out. So we'll have the end of this episode from our notes posted up on Twitter tomorrow. Uh, but I wanted to get this out today on Monday as quickly as I could. So enjoy uh, episode 28. This has been Storybroke, Miserably Ever After, a Your Pretty Friend production.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review us almost anywhere fine podcasts are downloaded.
0: You can also follow us on Twitter at StorybrokePod.
1: This episode has been made possible thanks to the love and support of our spouses and listeners like you.
0: Thank you.